Hey. Hey. Hey, Michelle. That was a great you tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to the like scariest. Yeah, it is scary. I mean, it started scary. I'm glad to know that you're feeling better, Michelle. And yeah, yeah, I just want to add to that sentiment. It's, you know, so sad to not see you in Studio C. I. I miss being in proximity with my great friends, but I appreciate the caution. I think it's, you know, in this time spark. So that being said, I just, I'm, I'm glad that we're still finding a way to be here and have a good time tonight. It's our time of the month. It's one of my favorite it times. Time Actually, it is yeah. my favorite time of the month. And Finally, I love- Finally, all these years, you've you yeah. the time of the month, right? I know. After takes, all this time. Yeah. Towards the end of my experiencing the time of the month, I finally celebrate it in many ways, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love that we're going to be talking some spooky stories and something that we didn't do, which I'm going to do right now. Thank you to everybody for celebrating my birthday with me. Uh, nice comments from lots of our our fans. It was really meaningful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, you celebrate it with us in all ways. It is kind of like a birthday and spooky Halloween kind of thing here. So Michelle, you were talking about the scary thing that happened when this started. So some people out there might um, identify with the uh, being a divorced parent. And, That's scary. Uh, lack of lack of communication <laughs> sometimes between divorced parents, and I just found out that uh, I thought my son was on my husband, my ex husband's car insurance, and I found out two minutes before we were going to go live that he has not been that my ex husband removed <laughs> him from his car insurance, but at no point in time bothered to let any communicate uh, that us know communicate that could have a fucking text message. That's all it could have taken. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, so I'm going to be taking you off the insurance. You know, you might want to plan yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah wow. Make sure your mom's got something set up for you. No. Just yeah. another example of why we are not married anymore. Yeah. It does seem that like one of these little, these little scary tidbits, like mm-hmm. always pop in. Like seriously, that was 38 seconds before we went live. And that yeah. was the news you so were dealing with. Yeah. I will, so there uh, it is. Add, um, add my son oh. to my policy when the show is over. So feel free to join our Patreon and contribute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. some money be fine, you know, insurance, <laughs> birthday and insurance money. That would be fantastic. But no, it's, it'll yeah. be fine. It's just irritating. Um, but before we get into like our, our spooky stories, can we talk about the wine we're having? Okay. So this is really pretty exciting. I reached out to our wine purveyor and, uh, with Jason at the wine merchant mm-hmm. and he right away was like, Oh ladies, I have something special for you to not only celebrate M's birthday, but also this yeah. 
festive hunting season. Yes. So this is a wonderful Italian wine that he actually pulled out of his personal cellar. Wine Merchant does carry this. I wondered about that. Yeah, they do. It's just you're going to be looking at a 2017 vintage rather than the 2009 that we're drinking. Uh, Marina Copi. It's a, a Barbera, a, su- a superior Barbera. Oh, oh my God. And does it taste superior? It's a 2009. I've got to tell you, this wine could still be laid down in a cellar for a while because it's so dense and robust. But, uh, I mean, it has everything that you want in a good Italian wine. It is so tasty. Uh, When I looked inside with the 2009, I said, no wonder I feel like I'm 40 again drinking this wine. Mm. It's got a great aroma. Um, I have had it in the decanter for about an hour. Mm. And it's just even more. That's why. I, you know, as we were setting up tonight, I was having my dinner and I was just like, I think I need to grab a taste of this wine. I'm so glad I did because Italians, their wine's so naturally, it's made for food, you know? And I, I just, I mean, this has all those dark, dense fruits that you like, the blackberries, plums, and all of that. I get a little, a little that nutmeg and vanilla and some of these other very interesting notes out of this. I mean, it's... It's quite extraordinary, and in, I, I believe this bottle, if you were to buy the 2017, you're going to be in that 16 to $18 price point. You know, buying the 2009 now, you're not going to be there, but I mean, if you see it, get it, get a case of it, so that way you can just drink it now, but stash a few away for later because holy smokes, it can handle it. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, I, no, and no complaints. So yeah, happy birthday to you. Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And then happy Halloween on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this were a pair of panties, um, yeah, they'd be they'd be insured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be is insured. that like insuring a an expensive sports car? insurance policy or is it like insuring a uh i don't know a yugo like what kind of policy are we oh, looking definitely, at definitely. No, we're, looking at, <laughs> we're looking at a high-end luxury panty policy uh definitely okay. not being a you know it's not it's not a yugo uh it's not a, it's not a gremlin either it's you know, it's a Ferrari, the Lamborghini, luxury it's the Maserati, cars, yeah. you know, I'm so. trying to think of like the Italian luxury cars, you know, but it's just delightful. So you can't, can't go wrong. And I'm like, I'm going to look into getting some of the more recent vintages and have that in my cellars as well. You know, I haven't been I'm drinking really a whole lot of wine since I've had the cold <laughs> and this is my first wine since last, um, since, uh, last Friday. And, and it Seriously. Was then, so. Yeah, I just haven't. Uh, I was like, why waste? Why waste a bottle if uh, I've got you know drainage going on? So whenever I'm not feeling right, um, the drink of choice at night is it's always right before bed. It's a hot toddy, which is you know, I mean, your palate doesn't have to be terribly sophisticated for that. So <laughs> that's a good thing, but it definitely like you know warms you up. It soothes the throat. It definitely helps put you to sleep, which is what you need when you're not feeling so great. So hot toddies. 
thankfully you're on the mend and are yeah able to drink wine again but and and enjoy this this glass, you know. I'm able to enjoy this glass and um, and uh, hopefully not finish the bottle, you know, because I haven't been drinking, so I don't need to be falling on my face. Right. You know. Not not yet, yes. anyway. Well, we do yeah. have a comment from uh, Nikki uh, about one of the scariest oh. things that she's facing, or you know, for all of us th these days, and. Um, says, with all the ghost activity and creepy things that happened in my life, nothing is scarier than the Supreme Court and the possibility of four more years of uh, That's a given. Well, isn't that That's the truth? truth? I mean, sometimes reality is absolute. I mean, reality is frightening at times, for sure. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's not to say the ghostly stories aren't real either, right? But, but I right, do. Right. It, is, well, it is a very, right now we are less than a week away from so please knowing our you know our fate as a country it's really yes yeah yes and nail so, back you know, like, i know uh, if, there's, if there's one thing that emily and i want to you know make sure that we drive home is that please exercise your right to vote everybody it is a a right as being a citizen of the united states is to vote so make your plan. I'm very, very yeah. pleased that uh, I've, I've heard of some local businesses and like the school district in St. Louis, they're just going to be off on Tuesday because they expect like a higher turnout. And, you know, yeah. a lot of this, a lot of the polling places are actually in schools. And so this allows everybody plenty of time. Um, and uh, also new, um, new 18 year olds, right? Seniors who can vote, be able to go vote. So I'm, my niece is voting for the first time. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, and that's my brother, and um, and and is taking her, and uh, you know they're going to enjoy the experience together. And what a what an important important moment in so many levels. I you know yeah. Yeah. So my uh, my <laughs> son and I voted last week when I got this cold. You know, and I was like. Uh, oh my God, what, what if it's, what if it's fucking COVID, right? You know, it can't, you know, and then I would have been out. I couldn't have gone. Thankfully it wasn't COVID yeah. for the rapid test, but I said, you know what? I don't want to risk it. And so we went down, we voted absentee in person um, at the St. Louis um, City Board of Elections. Leah Gertis, um, she wrote in, she says, I voted today and cannot believe just how happy it made me feel. I understand that. It was like, yeah. I did it. And I saw like the, you know, the counter go up so that my vote is in, it's counted. It really, it really feels good. Um, am I sad that I'm going to miss out on Tuesday? Mm, you know, a little bit, but not really. I'm just glad it's done. What, what, what would you be sad about? The long lines and lots of people and the potential of being around people with COVID? <laughs> well, there's that, but the energy of uh, the energy that's usually happens on the voting day, okay. you know, if I you know, recall back to 2016, prior to the news, prior to the outcome, you know, the energy was, uh, was, you know, more festive. And, um, hmm. Yeah. I, I voted absentee last time because I wow. was, I, I was in Europe uh, on election day. Mm. And so mm. we, you know, went in, voted absentee. And so I didn't, I didn't feel that buzz. Um, I definitely, felt the diminish of a buzz as things kind of, you know, unfolded. 
And, and it felt so surreal being so far away, you know, as it all unfolded. I, it was surreal being here. Um, yeah. And I, I, last time uh, Darcella Craven and I, we went to the Royale because that was where we were going to, you know, do the watch party. And, uh, you know, we left uh, like sober, sad, silent. And she and I have joked um, now we're like, I, I think I'm just going to stay home. I'm not going to go anywhere to watch this returns. I'm just, I just need to be in, you know, in my own safe space. And hopefully, you know, the outcome will be better than it was in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I, right. I do have a kind of um, another scary, uh, spooky story to tell that's happening as, you know, as we speak, besides drinking wine. A scary moment. Okay. What mm-hmm. is it? So I swim every day at the Y, six days a week at the Y in the morning. And for the last few months, there has been a, um, a gentleman who kind of seeks out where I am. And one day I was coming from, I was standing at my car after I had swam. I was at my car and I was putting, loading my, my trunk back up and it was, I already swam and this car goes by really slow. And I look over my shoulder and it's this guy from the Y. I'm in the Y parking lot and he like turns and he leers. He leers at me. I'm sorry. Oh my he God. He leers at me. So um, by like focusing on his face and then I see him when I'm coming down the stairs, he's usually at a, a, a recumbent bike at the bottom of the stairs, hoping to catch my eye, or he's, you know, he's just around, or he's there when I leave the locker room and he's like, you know, like trying to catch my eye. Oh. So now um, I know I've noticed that he is watching me swim from the top floor. And, oh my God. Um, and one day, Right. And one day I thought he got his camera out and like took a picture, but I, but you know, he could have been taking a picture of his stats on the bike, you know, one of those things. So I was like, okay, that's creepy, but maybe it's, maybe I'm making something up. Then yesterday when I was, um, you know, ready to do the backstroke, I noticed there he was and he wasn't even on the bike. He was just leaning and looking, you know, say in the camera just leaning over and like looking down and he has no reason to be right. So I called the lifeguard over and I said, Hey, see that guy up there, blah, blah. blah. And I gave her like kind of the backstory and he's watching me and he's been watching me. And she goes, we don't put up with that here at the Y we don't put up with that kind of stuff. And then, so she like looked at him and then he kind of walked away. And then I was, I was the only person left in the, in the pool. Cause you only get 45 minutes. Right. And he was still just, I mean, there's nobody else to look at until he was looking down at me. It's creepy, right? So then I uh, I got out and I like got to a point where he couldn't see me, so I could put my towel on and gather my things up. And then um, I told her, I and he came back. I was like, he's watching again. And I said, I wonder if he goes away once he can't see me anymore. And he did as soon as I was out of his sight. And he was standing in a location that he was hidden from from the like the cameras and stuff like that. So I Oh my god. So she she um got his information, you know, 
got a picture of him. I talked to the the man behind the desk about it, and um, they were like, "No, we don't we don't tolerate this at all here at the Y." So, well, I told my boys about it. Like, I came home, and my sons were like, "Well, mom, I think you need some pepper spray because you just never know." Yeah. And what's the, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of this this guy? Like, what does he hope for? To date me? I don't know. That? Well, he's not. He's he's observing your patterns and all that stuff. It is not right. You know, he's right. not. This is not somebody. If he wants to date you, he would have been like, "Hey, I see you like to swim. You know, um, <laughs> maybe we can swim together sometime. You know, whatever it is." I clearly, he's not trying to engage you. He's just no. stalking you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. You know, and so have you had that kind of creepy feeling when you're around him? Do you feel this like kind of eerie vibe? Yeah, yeah, I do, and especially when he drove and he drives a tan Prius. And that's I'm not knocking people who drive tan Priuses at, at all. Yeah, Prii, but um, he drives a tan <laughs> Prius. And it was just the way he, like, he was trying to, like, lurch out of his, out of his car, right? And he's driving, he's, like, leaning into, right, like, across. Uh And I was, like, I felt very vulnerable at that point in time because I, you know, I, all I had at that point was my bathing suit on with a, let's, a dress over it and flip-flops, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, just, it it just. You don't, you don't even want to look in that car. No, no. And I mean, he probably has some duct tape and, uh, and some rope, but I had, uh, I had made a mistake, you know, as women, we, and I'm speaking generalities here because not every woman, but I know I'm conditioned as I'm out in public to, if I, if I see somebody that even if it's a stranger, you know, and I catch in the eye, whatever, I acknowledge them, maybe a smile or something like that, you know, just a pleasantry. But I was coming down the stairs one morning, and I swim at seven a.m. <laughs> I, I I'm not I am not working hard to look good <laughs> walking from my yeah. car to the pool, right? You know, hair, you know, yeah, it's crazy. But I'm coming down the stairs, and I see somebody at the coming bike. It doesn't register real quick yet that it's that guy, and so when I'm, you know, my behavior was. Um, acknowledged hello and I smiled behind the mask thankfully and it was just took me a split second to realize it was the creep guy and I was like oh man I, I don't even um I don't I I don't even look at anybody now and that's a pretty shitty thing right I don't look yeah. at anybody else because I'm afraid he's gonna catch my eye you know oh my god yeah. well that is scary I I remember um i don't know it was maybe a a a year ago year yeah a year ago or so i went to i went to this event that was actually out at uh at a mall you know and i walking to so i'm i've always been somebody that parks my car out in the middle of nowhere you know because even like my last car that i drove to 365 000 miles i still like like preserve it as best I can. So I park out in, you know, in nowhere zone. So I'm, I'm leaving the mall and walking to my car and I can see this car, not in a Prius, but, (laughs) you know, he's, he's 
driving by and he definitely slows down as I'm walking to my car and he kind of just stops like in the parking lot, you know, like not, he didn't pull into a parking spot. He didn't, he just kind of stops and he waits for me to walk all the way out into the middle of nowhere to my car. And then he parks right next to me, which I'm like, that's like, that's like boarding a plane on Southwest. And you're like one of the first people on the plane and somebody chooses that middle seat next to you. You know, it's like, yeah. what's going yeah. on here? You know, and so he, 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 you know, worked pretty hard to get my attention. But what was so creepy? I mean, that was creepy. But what was creepier was the way that he engaged me. Like he, you know, he rolled down his window and he's like, "Hey," and he had this really high pitched yeah. voice, and he's like, "Hey." Hi, hi, hey, you know, and he was like, like blowing kisses at me and fluttering his eyes. And I'm like, in what world would this be a good come on, you know, like, you know, and then I got in my car, I was like, oh my God. And he, you know, he started his car and he followed me, you know, and then that's when I like, I actually called the police. I'm like, this guy is following me and it's. I'm now miles away from the mall and this and that. So that stuff really, Leah, you're so right. So Leah um, has just chimed in, Leah Guerras, about, you know, as women were conditioned to be nice, you know, and it's true. Like I should have, Michelle, you should feel comfortable to just be like, you know, you're making me really uncomfortable. This is inappropriate behavior, but we don't do yeah. that we right. uh you know we we're just we try to brush things away but michelle i know we've talked about this in some of our earlier podcasts you know we've been conditioned to do so not only because we're taught to be polite but also because we don't know what the repercussions are of standing up you know right. of um, you know it, it can come back pretty hard well in a i so my thought process of letting the the lifeguard know, and then I spoke to the the desk attendant at the at the entry to the Y and gave him the heads up. And oh, double creepy! I I gave him like the backstory, this guy, blah blah. And he said, okay. He was looking at the cameras, and he said, I'm trying to find him on the camera. And I said, well, he's he's just he's just right over there, um, mm-hmm. down the stairs in this on this machine. He's looking. He's like, well, do you want to come back here and and take a look? I go back and the way that their camera, like it was like a fish eye kind of a camera panned, you couldn't see him on the camera, even though he was like just down the stairs in the main weightlifting area, you know, with the machines. And I was like, that is really creepy. And I said, well, he's, he's, he's just, so I had the man come, I go see him right there. He's like, oh, I, I know who he is. And then he was like, um, he was like, and your last name is Doherty. And I said, yeah, but I don't want him knowing it, my name, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. Um, he's like, oh no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But I said, you're kind of creepy that he could be, maybe he knows what machines to be at where he's not going to be on camera. Those are going to look down and watch people, people swim or me swim and not have somebody think, isn't it strange that man is just standing at the window you know, face pressed against it because of where he would be hiding. Yeah. And I got, definitely he's, he's thin. He's got like wiry, you know, hair coming down to here. Why don't you grab a photo of him? 
Like, seriously, you should yeah. be like, you know, I see you're watching me a lot. Shh. This is for the record. <laughs> well, and I felt like I had to do these steps, right? But I felt like I had to do these steps so that when I do confront him, if I have to confront him, then yeah. everybody knows why, you know, why she's confronting yeah. him. Because before, why is she telling him to leave her alone? You know, mm -hmm. <sighs> you know who would believe me kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Why should I do anything? So my sons were like, you need some pepper spray. And then they gave me the whole, yeah. like, and you need to hit them here, hit them there. You know, they're like, mom, this is kind of creepy. Nice. And 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 I and I agree. I agree that it, it was creepy. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said anything. And it it pissed me off too because I'm like, I just want to swim. I don't want to be yeah. your fantasy doll while I'm swimming freestyle right. with my snorkel and my fins. Okay. I mean, how exciting <laughs> is that? You have like. You I mean, there's. I mean, and there's probably like a whole fetish group out there for snorkels and fish. There are all kinds of kinks, you know, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's that is definitely a creepy story. And I I would make sure he's not following you. Yeah, well, I can. You I mean, know? I know what car he drives and he wasn't there today, thankfully, but I um, sometimes I'm like, oh, Jesus, that fucking car is here, you know yeah the other day he was like he like pulled in right after i parked and i don't think so far he's not followed me out of the facility mm. well that is disturbing for sure think i think that he runs a risk of trying to if he does try to engage me in a in a, in a, in a threatening manner i have about 23 years worth of deep-seated anger <laughs> <laughs> That just might finally come out. Yeah, could be yeah. very releasing for you. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, who, who are you beating up? Your ex-husband? You know, which boyfriend? Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. So it's like, I don't wow. know. I just, I just released it all. Do you ever, did you ever have a moment as a child uh, about being followed or anything like that? I had a moment when we lived in Hawaii, I was 10, maybe 10 or 11 years old and I was coming home from school and I think I was riding my bike or I might've been walking. I don't know. I don't remember, but I was coming from school and this man pulls a, pulls a car up and he slows down and he pulls up to the side of the curb and he rolls down the passenger window and he's asking, like, he's asking a question. And I took like three steps towards the car and mm -hmm. my, what my parents had said to me over and over was like, don't go to strangers, you know, like all of the yeah. warning statements. And I stepped back and I just ignored him and I rode my bike the rest of the way home. Uh, that was yeah. my, and, and it, you know, it was weird when things like that happen, you know, that was, um, 41 years ago, maybe, but it's still mm -hmm. that memory is like sticks with you. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that mm -hmm. interesting about the, what, what stays seared in our brains? What about you? Well, I mean, those are, those are definitely uh, important moments to remember. I mean, that's survival saying, Hey, don't forget this, this thing that happened because it's out there and you've got to, you've got to be aware when you need to be yeah. aware. I had a moment. I was, very young. Uh, I, I was in grade school. Uh, I don't remember what year I was. I lived 
in walking distance, but I still rode the bus. You know what I mean? I was like mm-hmm. a couple miles away from my grade school. Uh, and so sometimes, you know, my mom would come and we'd walk home because it's a really nice day or, you know, and there was also woods that connected my grade school to my subdivision. So sometimes we would like walk through the woods and go home. And uh, it happened to be like one of those times where I was like walking home, but I was walking home alone. It was a nice day. And this is the kind of thing that's so interesting to me because as kids, we had so much freedom to do that kind of thing. I don't think kids are given that same kind of freedom now to just uh-huh, like uh-huh. in grade school, walk home from school a couple of miles. We were, and I loved it. But anyway, I'm leaving and totally just like these stories we're talking about, three blocks away from school at this point, and this car comes up and this guy's very you know, slows his car down, rolls down the window and starts trying to talk to me. And I immediately was terrified by him. You know, I was very, I could feel something and I knew those woods and the woods were right there. And I just ran off and ran into the woods and um, you know, that's the beginning home. of like a like a horror movie. Even the like it is the woods, and this guy is there on the side. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, next thing you know, mm-hmm. you're like running, and then he's behind you. Running, I know. Like, there's like crackling like birds flying out of the trees and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and somehow and so I'm always falling like down, clearing. and he's catching up. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then, like, you probably trip at some point, you know. And, like, right. You have, to, you have to grab your bag because you don't want to lose your bag. You know, your favorite backpack. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was definitely a, a scary real moment. And you know, what's so weird. I'm not sure I've ever told my parents that story, which is also kind of interesting to me. Like, why, uh, why, why wouldn't we, why, like, why wouldn't I go home and go, mom, this creepy guy was yeah. you know following me in his car and so I ran off into the woods like I think I might have been afraid that I that maybe somehow I'd be judged like I somehow created that scenario yeah. you know what I mean yeah well I mean that's not a foreign idea for women right mm-hmm. um, right like somehow you somehow we brought it on ourselves right I mean I'm right. sitting here telling you guys about how I don't look good at 7 a.m., right? And if, like, that's, you know, like, how did I bring it upon myself? I don't look good at 7 a.m. I don't look good after the after the swim and my hair is all a mess, you know, trying to see what I did wrong, you know? And, and again, we have, to, we have to break these patterns. We have to break these patterns as a, as a gender. Yeah. You know? Right. Oh my and gosh, maybe, yeah. Maybe our younger, our younger women yeah, we should ask next time we have um, a younger guest on the show, like <laughs> Tanina and stuff like that. You know, we should ask. Yeah. We should ask them about that. Yeah. You know, is that even a thought process that they go through? Like, oh well, not to be rude, or you know, not to make somebody else uncomfortable, even though our possibly our lives are in danger, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be curious. I'd be curious. I mean, isn't that the truth? Like, I yeah. 
you know, I think back on the couple of precarious moments that I've had where I've felt I was in danger and never did I be the bitch. I found a very polite way to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. And and it's very unfortunate to think that we we should just be able to be like, just go away. Only twice that I can recall, like right now, that I had my bitch moments. One was in Guilford, 1990. We were at the pub and this guy would not leave me alone. He was an American and he just like, he was hovering, you know, that whole like, you're with your friends and they're just hovering, they're yeah. circling you kind of stuff. And he kept trying to join us and that kind of fucking bullshit. And um, finally I'd had enough. And in front of everybody, and this was a few days after the new year. So it was kind of quiet at the pub, but in front of everybody, I just loudly proclaimed that there was no way in hell I was ever going to fuck him. So he could just go ahead and leave right now, leave us alone. And I did he? Took- yeah, and he sulked, and then he like for a few minutes, and then they left the they left the pub, and then I was like, well, I better wait until I don't see him outside for me to leave. Yeah, right? because like right, I embarrassed him uh, and that kind of stuff. And then another time was uh, at St. Peter's Basilica, same year, a- April of ninety. We were being followed by um, some Italian guys, and I just said to them in Italian, "Leave us alone, go away." like my Italian friends had taught me and they did. I said it. I love that. That's like, I love that. I love how it's like in Italian, I learned how to say hello. Goodbye. Where's the restroom? I want wine and go away. Leave us alone. alone. And and they did. And I was like, Oh my God, they actually like left. I said, good. They said, look, go away, leave us alone. And they left. Yeah. But uh, you know, I do worry about a confrontation and what, what the, uh, what the end result could be. But if I do confront him, it'll be, yeah. it'll be in public inside the building. If right. I ever see him again. Because yeah, they may have handled it. They may have said, see you later, fucker. You know, you're not going to come be a part of this. Why? But I probably need well, to and mix up my, my swim schedule, not be so... So, I think um, you should take a picture of this guy next time you see him and share it with us so that we can be on the lookout for him. So... Yeah. So have you ever been stalked by the supernatural side of things? So since we're in spooky Halloween time of year, let's talk about that. I don't know if I've been uh, stalked by supernatural, but I can tell you that it's interesting that at this time of year, my house on my front porch steps very regularly bleeds like we Bleeds. get, How so? we get, we get clots of red blood that come from that are right there on my steps. And it's like, I don't see where like a death could have occurred in the eaves, right. Of, of the porch. And it's around this time of year. And the other day when I was coming home, Will's like, you see the blood on the steps? I'm like, I do. And it was a big, it was a big spot. You know, I don't know. if. Oh I mean, my there's God. Not, you know, there's not like. There's not like, you know, a, a torn up raccoon in the garden. It's just on the steps. And it's the top step right before you come. Now, you do know that a, a man died in your home, right? Yeah. Yeah, but one of the owners. So was it, was it at this time? Is it perhaps no a... Oh, wow. That's no very... 
You, you, have you taken a picture of this blood? I think you should. I will the next time. I will the next yeah. time. Yeah. Because it'll wow. happen again. Yeah. Happen again. Goodness. What so, year was your house built? Uh, 35? I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. it's coming up on, on 100. 27. 35. Wow. That's, um, and I'm only the that's intense. Owner. Well, but, that's very frightening. You? And how do you feel about, oh God, yes. <laughs> I oh, have I know, a yeah. plethora yeah. of stories. Thankfully, uh, recently, you know, I, I would, I can say no, which is great. Um, I love the fact that I, my house has a really happy aura and it was part of the Underground Railroad and things like that. So you'd think that if a house was going to have some activity, it would be this one. But actually, um, I grew up from, you know, teenage years on in homes that had activity. And I kind of think it's like almost the the female side of my family. I think it's some, there's something there, you know, it's like okay. my mom, my mom grew up in a haunted house, my her mom, like, so there's just this kind of familial thing, you know, but, uh, you know, very typical haunted house kind of stories of, you know, things moving around and, you know, just typical, you know, typical just typical, you know, you know like the doors and opening and closing, you know, just all that stuff that's very, very standard, you know, hearing steps when somebody's not there, you know. But the scariest house was the house that my mom lived in the middle of the country. It was of the homes, the newest. It was built in the 60s. But I'm telling you, that house was dark. It was so dark. Lots of very scary things happened there. I had friends that would, I'd invite to come stay the night. And they would think that my stories were just stories. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. And they'd come and they would never end up staying the complete night, you know. <laughs> I never had friends stay the night. <laughs> so maybe um, it was your things, mom's plan out, out for all this. Right, like, right. Keep the boys house, away. I never have to deal with slumber parties and making breakfast right. for a bunch of kids the next day. <laughs> no boys, like you no know. Boys. Yeah. yeah. But there was, you know, in that house we had, you know, there'd be sounds of like it, it would sound like a woman is crying in the basement. There would also be things where it sounded like the table that was downstairs was, was being drugged across the room, mm. which it was, which it was because it would wow. be in a different location, you know, yeah. even odd little things where like that you can't scientifically explain, not that you can scientifically explain the moving of a table when you're out there, but like, you know, the magnets would, would come off the refrigerator and fly across the room and land on the floor all at once. So how, as it growing up in this, did you not like already be spooked and freaked out about that? Oh, I was. Oh, did I totally was. very matter of factly about it. Yeah, because it was so prevalent. Uh, but no, it always terrified me. And in okay. fact, I have, as a result of that, I have... I have put up an opaque veil. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to see you. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Yeah. yeah so I, uh, I've done yeah, <laughs> I, I have one of the weirdest things thinking about, and you know, I'm not the only person that saw this. So like there are others that can attest, but like, you know, my mom's kitchen sink 
for example. You know, it's like just like a regular kitchen sink. And we look over when we're cooking dinner and we hear this sound. We look at the sink because that's where the sound came from. And it was the big chopping knife, which is, you know, one of those knives like this, right? And the big chopping knife was standing up with its point in the bottom of the sink, like just standing up. Like nothing, this. it wasn't like in a, nothing, no. And like, we even tried to recreate it at one point. Like you, you, you can't. So, but we heard, uh, the, the scariest moment in that house was when we, I, th- I may have shared this story on a previous podcast, but the footsteps at night, did I share yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. So but a couple I mean, months. Our listeners here yeah. haven't heard it necessarily. So you can go ahead. So yeah. Them. So I I had, you know, a couple of months that would go by where I had something walking down the hallway at night. And the steps were very much like our poltergeist movie. They were not they were not like real human steps where there's variances and it was like very deliberate, heavy weighted steps. And they would come down the hallway and open my door and come in the bedroom every night for oh, a couple months. And so uh, question is, yeah, why didn't you guys move when all this stuff was going on? Um, her husband, even though he saw and heard things, refused to believe it. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, we, we were there. I felt honestly like when the house was sold then many years later, I really honestly I was conflicted by it because I felt so glad to have my mom free of the home. Mm-hmm. But I also felt really sad and concerned for the family moving into it, you know. Yeah. Let me guess, ask our realtor friends, you know, do you, do you disclose that? Is it necessary to disclose that it's a haunted house or, you know, a possessed house on your, on your seller's disclosure statement? That priests regularly come and exercise the house. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like the paper, the, like the, in the direct line, the priest rectory needs you to come back because. Need some holy water. Yeah. It's interesting. I've, I've definitely, and it's not something that's just uh, stuck with homes that I've lived in. Like I, you know, as a traveler, cause you know, I spent many years on the road, many nights in hotels, you know, I definitely had several ho- experiences uh, along the road as well. Ghostly experiences. You're Ghostly. About. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what, like, had we switched gears? <laughs> Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> I know nothing of any other kind of experiences. <laughs> so Nikki says we have to disclose if someone died there. But what about? But do you have haunted? to? Yes. What yeah. If they're Nikki? still what there. Do you know about that. Yeah. And my, and my sister says uh, we should have. You should have kept in the family like the haunting of Hills. Oh. So uh, my boys both watch the haunting of hill house and the haunting of the other thing and i'm not i don't watch those movies i'm like i have no i can't to, you know american horror story no thank you you know 
Oh my God, it's so scary. <laughs> Here's the problem with it. It's so like, because I I have this like slight, I mean, I have a draw towards it. I do. If something like American Horror Story is on, I have to see it, yeah, even really. though it yeah. terrifies me. And, it, you know, like, so I just have to stay away. I had to make a conscious choice to. Yeah. Because I, I can get sucked no, in. No desire to have that level of suspense and tension in my in my physical body watching watching a movie like that. And sometimes when I'm, I'm reading a, reading a scary book or, uh, even if it's a true story, like devil in the white city, which is a phenomenal yeah. book. I actually had to like, make sure even it was set in 1890. I like, I skipped forward, went online, made sure that this guy was dead. You know, it was like, okay, I know it's 1890, but I want to make sure they killed him. I want to make sure they found him and killed him before I finished this book. Because yeah. I'm freaked out already. And it was a, you know, it was a true story. <laughs> oh my God. You know, we, we, we had a guest on in, you know, early on in our podcast days that ran tours of the Bellefontaine mm -hmm. Cemetery. And, you know, of yeah. course that's supposed to be kind of a haunted tour. That's still something that someday I'd like to do, which tells you that there must be something slightly masochistic in my personality because I don't want to know what's it, you know, I don't want to meet these ghosts, but then I'm like, I kind of want to go. <laughs> yeah. I am grateful that I don't have a calling to be connected to the, um, to, you know, the ghosts and things like that, yeah. you know, and I don't want to watch a scary movie. I think that there's a lot of things in our regular current existence that is pretty scary. And, mm -hmm. you know, but I can, but I can go dark, right? I can tell a scary story. I can write a scary story, right? But I just. Have you ever written? Scary. Have you ever rented? A, I know you've, of course, yeah. have written other kinds of sexy stories, yeah. but have you no, written right. a, a, a story of the macabre? Yeah. One that um, I wrote when I was, I think, in high school. And it was, it was quite freaky and, and scary and, you know, deranged woman in a house kind of thing. And I came across the writing um, when I was cleaning up one time and, and I gave it to my kids. I'm like, look what I wrote when I was, you know, 14. And they're like, this is freaking bizarre and scary. Mom. This is messed up. <laughs> it's messed up. I'm like, yeah, but okay. And it was. Do you ever cheat and go to the end to see how it's going to how it's going to end and then go back to the beginning um i would have to be honest and say i have uh gone through and, and read the episode synopses for some of those those series to see how it's going to end mm -hmm. it's like oh okay okay i got it now it'll be fine you know because it's like he's still alive he's still alive he's still alive yeah i i have to admit i like spoiler alerts because of the same reason, like I, I, if it's entertainment, I don't want to be miserable. And so I just want to enjoy what I'm watching. And, and so having the knowledge that, oh, okay, this is going to happen or it's all going to be okay. Just gives me peace to be able to be comfortable, you know, Good for luck. the six or nine hours you're going to be engaged in a series, you know? <laughs> so 
I love spoiler alerts. It's actually yeah. one of the cruelest things somebody that knows me can do is to when I'm like, "What's going to happen?" and then and then for them to go, "Just watch." But but that's oh, torture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that we have uh, a few days left. I know we talked about the beginning. We definitely yeah. want everybody to get there and vote. One uh, uh, schedule change. We are on the last Wednesday of the month is our normal time of the month. However, in November, that would put us the day before Thanksgiving. And we are going to actually have our time of the month the week earlier on November the 18th. And we have a special guest that is going to be joining us on mm. November the 18th. Her name is Quesadilla. She is a, a diva who is one of the power sellers of Tupperware. Uh, she does <laughs> drag, uh, has an incredibly fun person to talk to. We are excited to have her on the Yeah, show. really amazing person. Yeah, Quesadilla is a really fabulous person. And, you know, it's cool when we had a chance to talk to her about her story. You know, she makes her living on with Tupperware and has for, what, like 18 or 19 years. It's really amazing. Bought, bought, bought their house, it, you know, paid, yeah. paid for, you know, surrogacy for their child. And, you know, it's really amazing. And so that was, that was kind of fascinating to learn that Tupperware is that alive. And, you know, it can be uh, an incredibly wonderful life career. And I love that Quesadilla has her own spin on it. And you so. can uh, check her out on YouTube or Facebook and uh, see what kind of work we're going to be getting into. It'll be a remote show. She'll be in L.A. And yeah. uh, Emily and I will be here. But we're going to have a, a Tupperware party. Um, we are drink sangria or, you know, talk about things and it'll be just uh, in time for Thanksgiving because you're going to need more time. Tupperware for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because store all maybe, your leftovers because we might still cook for 20, but only 10 can come because it's going to be different. I know we'll be in town for Thanksgiving. It'll just be the, the boys and I, because, you know, in, in the COVID times, you don't want the Thanksgiving to become your last supper, right? Right. Very true. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just, and then you know, it's just, it's just interesting. And I think um, Friday or Saturday when it's Halloween, it'll be interesting as well. I won't won't be giving out any candy because I'm an I'm an old curmudgeon now, and I have done my time mm -hmm. giving out candy as I've said so many many times on the podcast. <laughs> But it'll be interesting to see who, who comes out and tries to trick-or-treat, you know? We do not get trick-or-treaters. Well, we do. Well, so, we it'll be interesting to yeah. see if, we, if it's the same level or if people don't come out. I mean, I don't know. They're wearing I used masks. to love doing the trick. I mean, I used to love it. I really did. When I, back in the days when I had trick-or-treaters, you know, I'd love to get dressed up and make the house look all spooky you know my favorite trick-or-treating house as a kid though um i know we're getting close to wrapping but i have to share this because it's it's okay. pretty amazing what this family would do so in peoria there's this uh wonderful 
drive it's called Fa- uh, grandview drive and it's up on the bluff and um beautiful homes beautiful view and there's a home up there that looks like a castle and the entire family like generations and and cousins and all that would come together and they will put on a whole show. So it's like you're walking up to a haunted castle. So people are in the yard and doing, you know, popping out at you and all this music and fog and all this stuff. And you walk up to the, the front and there's a throne. And, but you look into the windows and there's like coffins and candles and all this stuff. But here you walk up to the throne and this like ancient king who looks like, you know, near death, right? He reaches in a basket and he gives you a pencil. It's the best pencil art because it says, Happy Halloween from the castle. And I'm telling you, you if you're in Peoria, that is, that is the thing to do. Forget the candy. Go get that, ca- that, that, yeah, pencil, get that pencil, you know? It's yeah. such a cool experience, yeah. I, I wonder if, they'll, if they will continue to do that now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any favorite trick-or-treating personal stories as a child before we wrap? You want to share? Um, uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, we trick-or-treated. It was, I don't have. What about costumes? Was there a costume you were particularly proud of? No, not really. Um, <laughs> okay. I always had greater, I, I had greater plans than, than what my mom could help me, you know, do. And it wasn't, I think I may have like taken on some of her uh, mentality about like, well, if you want to do something, you know, make it yourself. Yeah. Halloween has never really been like my hol- holiday. It was my ex-husband's. He loved Halloween. And I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the first oh, 10 years, 10, 15 years living here. And, and doing the, the trick-or-treating and being on the porch and having all the kids come up and tell their jokes and, and having the, the yard and everything decorated. But we just get so many kids and, and I, you know, we, yeah you know, well, I, I, I have no desire to keep spending a hundred dollars on candy just to sit out there and pass it out, you know, it's a lot. And, then, yeah. and you go through it and there's still more people. So, um, yeah. so I just like, I let the younger people, the younger couples with their younger kids across the street. It's their time now. It's my turn to be like the lights off. Don't don't yeah. come over. Right. But uh, you know, the fun times we're walking around with other other parents and you know drinking beer and, and wine and chit chatting and stuff like that. But now what I'm going to do? I'm I got I got no kids to walk around with. You know, it's like I'll yeah, be, I'll be that creeper person. See that creepy, like, creepy lady? Like she's right, walking around, talking to people, and drinking her wine. No, I'll just stay home, um, yeah, and uh, get ready for the time change, so that I can, you know, swim the next day. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Simple yeah. pleasures. Simple pleasures. Yeah, but we'll it is. be back here at November eighteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got um, you know episodes every Friday that um, you know you can listen to. We are on Amazon Music now. We are, um, we have surpassed the 30,000 download mark, everyone on our, on our Yay. podcast. So thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't gone to iTunes and liked us yet and given us a five stars and subscribed, even if you listen to us on something else, please do. Uh, we really need to, um, you know, this is how other people can find us 
and uh, and learn about us. So please, you know, whatever you can do, go to iTunes, uh, grab your friend's phone, and uh, go to their Apple Podcast. All right, I've done that a few times. There, yeah, you can do. I do have I do have a funny joke though. I saw this meme, and it was uh, a, a woman talking about going to. She's going to be going to a Halloween party that her ex boyfriend is also going to be attending. And she's going to dress as a clitoris so he can't find her. Oh. <laughs> nice. I think that that is how you should dress when you're going to the pool. Yeah, he won't even be able to. He'll be like, where'd she go? Yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks everyone for sticking with us, watching, and um, we will be back. Have a great rest of your day, Emily. I will see you yes. soon, hopefully, and um, I will yes. be um, all completely over this cold. And uh, everybody, stay healthy. Vote. Yes. How you're feeling, and um, and uh, take take care. Take good care of yourselves. All right. Absolutely. All right. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. Thank you.